RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, all right. Hi, how you doing? My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. I prefer you go to the YouTube channel because there are a lot of cool people hanging out in the YouTube channel, and that's the chat that I will be responding to. In the meantime, let me just say that, as I say, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. This is unapologetically liberal talk. This is your liberal media. There is no liberal media. You're looking at it. We have to do this ourselves. There's, this is our only hope. Until they take away the Internet, until they kibosh net neutrality, we have to fight on every, on every front. We don't have the broadcast media. We don't have those platforms. We don't have radio. We don't have... Uh, this is it. This is the, uh, the 2020 version of the pamphlets that were passed around uh, among the colonists and who, d- who dared whisper to each other about a world without a king and an intergenerational aristocracy of assholes like Donald Trump Jr. This is where we're going, though. That's where we're going. Do not make any mistakes. No, you're not, you're not losing your mind. You're not seeing things. It's happening. We're living through the death of the American Republic, whatever it is. Constitutionally limited democratic republic. That's what we are. But it's, it's over. Republicans have always hated democracy. It, throughout recorded history, there's been the tension between the masses and the elite. Here, uh, the last, I guess, couple of hundred years, we, the, the governments of Earth, the Western governments, I should say, have, um, we've all come to this consensus outwardly that democracies are the, are the highest form of government. That's, we're supposed to be running around spreading democracy, making the world safe for democracy. We're not even pretending anymore. We are outwardly, well, maybe we're pretending a little, a little bit. They still have the trappings of the republic, but you know what? It's, uh, it hasn't held. As you know, I watch Morning Joe, and what's his face? Joe Scarborough always likes to say, the systems will hold. The systems are holding. They're not holding. They have, the dam has broken. The systems haven't held. Because the system, what are the systems? The systems are the people. If you don't have decent people who want to have a functioning democracy, who, who, who respect the law and respect the Constitution, then what's the system? It's not this mythical thing that runs on its own. It runs with people. It's only as good as the people who respect it. That's why a court, when a court says you're in contempt and they fine somebody for showing up, let's say somebody showed up at court and they, they showed up and they put their feet up on the desk and 
They didn't stand when the judge walked in, and they didn't refer to the judge as your honor or whatever. They showed contempt. That person would be dragged away to jail. There has to be power behind the system. But there, are, there isn't. It does not matter anymore. The Republican Party has always been a party of plutocracy or oligarchy, whatever you want to call it. It's concentrated wealth. I know there's, there's fine differences. It's hard to say exactly what this government is because it's, it's sort of like a neo-feudal corporate state. We have, the, and, and it's the trappings, of, the trappings of republic or democracy. It's not, it's, you know, it's constitutionally, we don't directly vote for the, the, the uh, for, it's not like one person, it is one person, one vote in, in regard to, uh, the representatives, they're supposed to be following the Constitution. That's why it's constitutionally limited, democratic. We, we democratically elect the representatives who then are supposedly following the constraints of the Constitution, which is written so we all can get along and that we're not at the mercy of the mob or, you know, you can't vote people into, uh, well, as, even though they do into second-class status, you know what I mean? Just because somebody doesn't like you, doesn't like a, a group or something, that you can't write laws against them. But although that happens, of course, as we know, because we're living in a fascist theocracy, right? And oligarchy, what do they care? What the hell does uh, do the Republicans care? This has been the point. And that's why I've been saying it for years. It's You're not losing your mind. You're seeing the... The truth. And I'm tired. I'm tired of, of listening to the gaslighting, frankly, all over the corporate media. At least now, the corporate media, to a degree, is sounding the alarm. They have been saying how, well, I mean, when I watch MSNBC, that's as close to, as we have to a liberal media. But it's not liberal. It's corporatist. It's the corporate mouthpieces of... Maintaining what? They like it the way it is. They just don't like the chaos. They would they'll be ha- very happy without Donald Trump, b- but keeping all of his policies, maybe a little less, right? L- a little more, a little kinder, a little gentler, less homophobic, less kicked down on the minority group du jour, right? <sighs> all right, I found you now. I found you guys. Thank you for hanging out. All right, we already have a bunch of people. New people in the chat room. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you, Jim, for your wonderful super chat. As always, welcome to Saturday Night uh, Tarabuster. Hello. The point is to get a daily show. That's why we're here. We're going to do... We do these Saturday night shows regularly at 6 p.m. Eastern. And hopefully the goal is the more patrons we get, if we get to the point where we can support a daily show, that's what we're going to do. So, and then we'll have the Saturday shows as the specials. So I try to do some shows during the week. Yes, I'm looking at the chat. Support the Young Turks as well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the Young Turks are doing fine, though. If you had a choice between Young Turks and Tarabuster, the Young Turks have a... You know, you only have a certain amount. 
to support. I say support them, fine. Of course, it's your choice. But they have a rich benefactor. I don't know if you know that. That paid for all their new sets and stuff. But we don't have anything here except Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. And the crew. And the Tara Buster crew. Uh, Jim. Haiku. Sin City. Patricia. Who's here? M.R. Browning. Resist Evolve. Jim, of course. I'm looking through the chat. Bill. Thank you for hanging out. I don't want to miss anybody and hurt anybody's feelings. E-L-E-S-214. Banter board. Thank you for hanging out. Haiku is your moderator. Behave, please. Listen to him. He Oh, Chuck, I see you on the, on the top there. And others, maybe, who are remaining silent. Because I know there are some people that aren't chatting. Who else? Did I miss anybody? Resist Evolve. Hello, hello. Okay. Thank you. Larry, hi. Jenk is a horrible, evil person who has fooled Bernie Bros. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know him personally, and I don't... I don't really know. Fooled Gene. Hello, Gene. Yay. I see you. Greg, hello, hello. Okay, guys. Very good. It's nice to see everybody, because what what the hell, man? We're in this together. Doesn't it get get really despondent? I get despondent. It's, it's desp I, it, I'm despondent. It's despondent. I start thinking we're done. It's interesting. I mean, that's about it. We're living in interesting times. To watch the, what... What what I had been predicting. It's not just me, though. I'm not alone. Mike Malloy, Bob Kincaid. We would talk about this. We would talk about it privately. This will lead to that. A equals B equals C. You don't have to be a psychic friend to see where this is going. You just have to look at the, at the causes that are being made. What's happening? We... This isn't... It's not just Trump, though. It's not just this period right now it it was a slow motion coup you can't blame trump he is the symptom the republican party has always been corrupt and disgusting as long as i've been alive i hear about eisenhower's republican party but that's before my time they say that is the last legitimately elected republican president who who warned about exactly what we're, what we're going through, the military-industrial con con complex. But he also, in his speech, in included congressional. He originally, his, the, the text of his speech was the military, ugh, I'm sorry, sometimes I can't talk, the military-industrial-congressional complex. Of course, one hand washes the other in this circle jerk of corruption that we're living under and you're not in their realm in the realm of consideration they don't give a shit about you you are nothing but a host from which to suck profit and discard that's about it and we're getting a little uppity you see that's why corporations they're coming in they're like oh we we want to be we want to work with you they, the corporations are not going to save us they will get away with whatever they can get away with. 
And government is supposed to be a check on corporate power. We weren't, uh, uh, at one time, we, we understood that you don't want a, con- you don't want concentrated wealth or a ballooning corporate uh, power to the point where it, it threatens the very existence of the government. That's why Republicans hate government. They hate government like drug dealers hate cops, like criminals hate cops. It's about unbridled corrupt power and maintaining it, keeping it that way. That's why when they get into power, they ensure that they keep power. They maintain it and pull up the ladder behind them. They're not about democracy. They never have been. And we should have been in the goddamn streets. Some of us were. When Bush illegally ascended to the throne despite receiving fewer votes because the Supreme Court stopped the vote count. Right then and there. That's the end of democracy. Right there. When the Supreme effing Court, these... These judges, these uh, monarchs in, who wrap themselves in the veneer of constitutional authority. Oh, just like, what's his face? What John Roberts said, we're, this is the world's greatest deliberative body. W- remember where you are. Fuck that. Fuck you, John Roberts. You're part of the problem. Remember where you are. You're in the world's greatest deliberative body. Who are you telling that to? Who are you trying to convince? I guess they, they have to keep the ruse going because the rubes are catching on. We understand. A lot of people out here are sick of it. We understand the game that's being played. It's, I'm, I'm tired of listening to um the corporate mouthpieces everything even even earlier today i was i when as i was getting ready for the show i sit here going you know going through what i'm going to what we're going to talk about what's happening who the hell knows things change minute by minute and then i have uh, i know i'm sorry i have like msnbc on in the background listening to it listening to am joy joy reed listening to whatever it's not it never stops it's the polls of course now on Monday is the Iowa caucuses, and, you know, the thing that struck me is, of course, it's the Bernie Bash. Never stop Bernie Bash, right? But it's, um, there's other shit going on that's important. And, yeah, um, the one of the things I wanted to talk about was, and why isn't this all over the news? This is why I ask you to support the show, ask you to support the liberal media, because while they're jerking off the polls on MSNBC and bashing Bernie and trying to convince everybody that, oh, yeah, Bernie's not a Democrat or Bernie, whatever, whatever the, oh, today, we'll get into that, too, because Rashida Tlaib booed Hillary Clinton and all, and then, and then um, Joy Reid had a segment where all of the corporate DLC Democrats who were working, some of them were actual, I don't know, I don't know if she referenced that. She probably did, though that they had worked for Hillary Clinton's campaign all got together to say that we need to get around we need everybody needs to get behind the eventual the eventual you know I can't talk I'm sorry the eventual nominee 
And I'm like, do these people have a fucking mirror on set? Because they really need to look in the mirror. Who is, of course, that's what we say here. I uh, encourage everyone. I'm for Bernie. We all know that. But I do encourage if, whatever, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I hope he's not, then we will vote for him, okay? Because when you're in a hole, stop digging. When you're bleeding, you want to stop the bleeding, okay? Whatever. So, but they, they're the ones. I don't understand how it's always us, always these Bernie bros. Who the fuck are these Bernie bros? And how that did they know that their candidate the Hillary, Hillary Clinton was the one that said nobody likes Bernie basically dismissing the millions of Americans who have been supporting Bernie despite the incessant negative coverage he's been receiving i mean could you imagine if they said something nice about him so i'm like why don't they get a mirror on that set because it was all about how we all have to watch what we're doing but it's the, I, the way i look at it is like it's always coming at us it's always i always feel under assault from these people telling me as a bernie bro first of all calling me a bernie bro and then calling saying nobody likes him meaning okay i guess i'm a nobody and then going on about how we all have to be nice that i don't understand look take your own goddamn advice so stop the bashing. They, start, they keep saying how we have to get behind the Democratic nominee and it's really disparaging. It's, it undermines the Democratic chances when Bernie um, and the Bernie bros like me, um, when we um, criticize the corporate candidates. But so it doesn't undermine the Democratic chances when they're incessantly beating Bernie up on, on, on uh, the media mouthpieces, on the conglomerate, uh, the millions of viewers that they have. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so hypocritical. It's just like, frankly, um, the Republican hypocrisy. They just don't see themselves. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't really plan on talking about that. But it seems to come up all the time, only because it's the primary, too. And, um, you know, what are you going to do? I feel like I have to defend myself. I feel like I'm defending myself because I don't like being negated so dismissively by these fucking corporate lick asses, these lick spittles of the system that made Twitler possible. That's how I look at it. They're, what are they saying? Oh, they're saying shit that is bullshit. That's the other thing. They're saying things that is, that is bullshit. They're saying that, uh, I mean, I really feel like I'm in a repeat of 2016. They're saying things like America needs the moderate candidate because, um, you know, it's, uh, that's how you're going to get Republicans to vote for the Democrat, which, come on, DLCers, wake up. Have you been paying attention What's going on? No. Moderate. And plus, what's moderate when you're in, in an oligarchy? You're in a country where the wants and needs of, a, of the working class have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. That means we're not a functioning democracy. So what is moderate when your house is on fire, when you're dying, 
when you're hanging by a thread, throw me a, throw me, um, don't throw me a rope, throw me a, a string. Maybe I'll whittle my, say, my, my way up the string. No, you gotta, you have to throw a lifeline. It's time. Just like the New Deal. FDR said it's time for a new deal with the American people because we were sick of being ridden to the bank mercilessly. Enough was enough with this greed that never stopped. It's time to finally actualize the amazing and beautiful words in our founding document for the people, of, by, and for the people. Let's do it. That's what we're talking about, leaving no one behind. That's patriotic. We're talking about the patriotic imperative of saving this country from the big-moneyed interests who have always tried to undermine it and corrupt government. They, they don't care. Look at what's going on in the world, all over the world. It's all about greed and power. Is it for the people? Is it for the people? No, it's for the, a couple of people. Those at the top, that's about it. They're not worried about you. This is why you need to, we need to get money out of politics. That is the root of all evil. And it's a problem. Sucking up to, to money in power, I mean money, big money interests, makes this country not a functioning democracy. We're not promoting the general welfare. We're promoting the welfare of the corporate elite. And uh, honestly, if it trickled down, I'd be, say, I'd be sitting here saying, yeah, let's keep doing that. But it doesn't trickle down, and it also destroys the government that many, so many millions of young Americans, young and old, of all ages, sexes, and political, I mean, and sexual, <laughs> sexual orientations, let's remember, uh, all throughout, for generations, died and left their last measure of devotion on whatever battlefield to, to uh, uh, you know, save or whatever, to have a government of, by, and for the people. I'm trying to find the words, but uh, isn't that, it's so depressing. But that's the other thing that's so infuriating because all along as they, they whittle away at democracy. It's not even whittling. They're chopping away like, like fevered, greedy fuckers, like a bunch of ticks that's sucking on your vein. They, there's never enough of these fat ticks. They, but they're just going, chopping away at government, at, the, um, at, at democracy. It's over. When you have seven, over 70%, I think it was even 75% I saw, of the American people wanting witnesses in the impeachment trial of this fucking orange buffoon, this corrupt piece of shit, this waste of human DNA who has no business judging a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore, much less making decisions in a modern nation. Are you kidding me? All for him, for him, for that shithole. And his crime family of motherfucking assholes. I know I'm cursing up a storm, but that's what's required, I guess. If there are trolls on the chat, get them the fuck out of here. Haiku, I'm sick of them already. I just saw somebody say there, are, there will be trolls. Now you mean on the chat? 
I'm not, I don't tolerate. I'm not, I'm not into it because they don't bring anything to the table except they're annoying. They don't have to chat. They can watch. But if they're in there acting like assholes, no, so I don't know. Somebody said there was a troll. Maybe I'm wrong. They bring nothing to the table. It's like having a, a, a yeah, well, I was going to say a monkey, bringing a monkey to, uh, to a banquet, a, a high-class black-tie banquet, but a monkey would be charming to bring to a banquet. It's like bringing somebody who, I don't know, what, would the, what do they do? It's like somebody, you go to a nice dinner party, you dress up, you, you have nice food, nice conversation, and some, some ugly person, I mean, on, on the inside, lets out a big fart or something. That's what it reminds me of. When they, they come to the table, they don't bring anything. They, they're just passing wind and they like to see people's reaction. That's about it. They have nothing to offer. They never have and they never will. This is what we're fighting against. That we we're always going to have to deal with assholes, but that's the way it is. It's the human condition. You just don't give them power. Right now, they have seized power because they have no scruples. They hate America. You see, we play by the rules. They don't, there's no rules for them. They hate America, and they, so they're not playing by the rules, so they're, they're illegitimate, and it doesn't matter. They'll do anything to, to, to get what they want. And their, their army of lickspittle sycophants, the idiots who look up to a, this con man and all of his, his, his hypocritical army of morons and hypocrites, it's the life's blood, the beating heart of the Republican Party. I've been saying that for years. is hypocrisy. And it's astonishing how, how completely without morals uh, they are. I can't even believe it. It's, it's almost to the point of farce. Like, you would think all of a sudden they would, some, one of them would just say, surprise. Ha, 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 America, you have just been punked with the greatest Andy Kaufman-esque type prank in uh, performance art history. You know what I mean? That's what I think. They're a bunch of performance artists. Wait, I have to cough. <coughs> I don't have a cough button, unfortunately. That's why I say be a patron. Be a patron. And also, the other thing about patrons, I wanted to say quickly, is that I sent a couple of messages to the patrons. Uh, we had a new patron. I sent him a message asking for his address so I can send a little window cling as a thank you gift. And I never received anything back. So if you're listening, I don't know if people are getting my messages on Patreon. So maybe, I don't know. If you wanted a window cling send me an email at contact at republican dirty tricks.com i'll send you one and um but you have to if you're a patron i don't have your address I'll, i just have your email that's the way they set it up so i don't see your address so you have to give it to me anyway but i sent some emails out saying asking for addresses and nobody responded so that's why i wondered if i re if i got there if they got the message 
All right. Fucking fuck them. Not them. Not the Patriots. I'm talking about the Republicans. All, all of a I started looking at a Republican on uh, my... <laughs> so it didn't seem that way when I said fuck them. I wasn't... So you go from the patron to fuck them. Of course, it seems like I'm saying fuck them. The Patriots. No, I'm not. I can't. I love the patrons. I wouldn't be here without them. I'm talking about Republicans. Just bad timing to open up a page that had a bunch of Republican faces on them, and I say fuck them. So anyway, one of the things the Republicans are filthy, disgusting animals who have they're they're sick. They're sick in the head. They have to be sick. Think about it. Because what does it take to completely sell out your country and your people? the people that you pretend to represent, how, how immoral do you have to be? How disgusting, how self-serving do you have to be to not only, I mean, they're not just selling out to the, to, you know, let's say, it's not about, it's really not about Donald Trump, it's about them. It just so happens that Twitter is in, the presidency if they had they would you know they'd much more they'd much rather prefer or whatever the word they'd much um they would prefer someone who didn't constantly shit their diapies in front of the public but that'll be the next fascist who gets in there if we if we aren't careful but they so obviously they don't give a shit. It didn't matter. They could put they could put a monkey up there. I would rather have a monkey. Wouldn't that be great? At least you'd have a so there'd be an excuse for for the damage, and at least a monkey you can reason with. And the, and a monkey probably has more morals and scruples and has more dignity than whatever is that waste of human DNA that is squatting in the White House currently despite receiving fewer votes. But they're all, they are so, um, it's uh, to the point of farce, the hypocrisy is, it, it's so blatant. For, for example, Ken Starr in the impeachment. What the fuck was I watching with Ken Starr talking about we are now entering an age of impeachment? Oh, lamenting. This is a guy, these scumbags, this is a guy that impeached the president. They, you know, the Republicans had to impeach uh, Clinton because they needed, this is how they operate. They needed revenge for the impeachment of, of Nixon. That, that's, that's all, that's how they work. It's sort of like right after FDR, before FDR's body was even cold, they were calculating, oh, we need a new FDR. We need we need our FDR. Who's gonna Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? And they they got a hold of Reagan, and Reagan he's no FDR, but of course Reagan we could trace back this trickle down nightmare, the end of democracy, right to his door. But that's uh, they have the the Republican Party has been actively. Um, creating a myth around Reagan, like he was the, gr the greatest president who ever walked among us, who ever breathed the air. And, they, and the thing that pisses me off is that the Democrats fucking, they go along with it, and they, they add to it. They're constantly sucking Reagan's ass. 
I guess they're trying to do some kind of reverse psychology on the Republicans by by saying, well, Reagan said, Ronald Ronald Reagan said, once said, or quoting him or whatever. And you know what? Why are you why are you legitimizing the death? of the American dream, I guess because they sort of have a hand in it, too, I suppose. Some of them, not all of them, but they, the DLC Democrats, the Clinton Democrats, they, they joined the bandwagon, and uh, we wouldn't be here without the two right-wing parties. We have a right-off-the-rails fascist party, and then we have a, a moderate Repo Republican party called the New Democrats. That's what they labeled themselves, the New Democrats. But anyway, they needed to have an impeachment, sort of like they needed their, their own FDR to erase the memory of our greatest modern president, Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt, and... And they, because they knew, and the other, the other thing that they did, well, we know that right after FDR, as soon as they, as soon as they got control of the, of the Congress, for whatever, I, I can't remember exactly what year did they do that. They, they put term limits in for the president, because they knew they need, they couldn't risk another FDR. Who, who, why was FDR? Um, elected in four landslide elections because he he worked for the people. He transformed this country. And the Republicans and their DLC Democratic enablers have been unraveling it ever since. And anyway, before I go on, I received a, an email from Kay Petrini, who is a patron and friend and a member of the Tarabuster community, but this is really cool. She said, hey, Tara, I was listening to the podcast during my lunchtime, and, I, and she's a teacher. So I ran and cheered every time you referred to FDR and the FDR Democrats, a.k.a. real Democrats. I just finished an application for a summer teaching seminar on FDR and thought you might appreciate my personal statement about why I want to attend. So here's her statement. During my school years, the importance of FDR's presidency was consistently underscored by my teachers. They and the other adults in my life regarded FDR's leadership during the Great Depression and World War II as the foundation for the American middle class and the country's elevated standing in post-war geopolitics. When I began teaching American history in 2003, I was stunned to discover that, except for an awareness, an, an awareness of alarmist reports about Social Security's eventual demise, most students were unfamiliar with the New Deal. I became concerned that an understanding of the transformative nature of FDR's presidency, which had been fu a fundamental component of American political culture during post-World War era, was lost, was being lost. At the same time, misguided policymakers were becoming more emboldened in their efforts to undo the New Deal. I believe there is a direct connection between these two trends and this week's headlines about President Trump's, well, I mean, she couldn't write Twitter or so-called President Trump. This is a, 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 an essay trying to get into a program, so I get it. But we, 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 we refer to Twitter. His proper name is Twitler, or so-called President Trump. Okay, 
And this week's headlines about President, so-called President Trump's proposing cuts to Social Security are evidence of this cause and effect. My experience as a teacher over the past two decades has convinced me that knowledge of the historical struggles in American history enables students to understand the current crises we face and motivates them to action. Participating in the FDR presidency would allow me to gather knowledge, experience, and, and resources to more dynamically engage my students in studying this era. As for the institutions established to safeguard the health, safety, and welfare of the American people come under increasing attack, I believe this is of paramount importance. It is completely true. Uh, thank you so much for sending me this, and I can't wait, Kay, to hear all about your, your experience in this course. I wish I could take the course, frankly. It sounds great. But it's, uh, yeah, speaking of, I, I wanted to, the other thing, I guess we can do that after the break, but yeah, the Republicans are going after Social Security. But while I have this star report open, and I had promised it the last show, that we were going to read some of the Star Report. Remember, back in back in the day, back not too long ago, in some of our lives, we remember Bill Clinton was being impeached for basically for being a Democrat who got a blowjob and lied about it, an extramarital blowjob, and lied about it. That's why he was impeached. Although the Republicans, I know Joe Scarborough because I watch Morning Joe because I I have uh, I'm a masochist, but they he constantly he was one of the of the House he was in the House of Representatives when the impeachment of of President Clinton was uh, going on so and he voted for the impeachment and he's constantly defending himself saying oh it's all it was about his the rule of law and lying under oath about a blowjob. Honest, obviously, he, he's a man. He did not want to blow his, in, well, not blow, whatever, metaphorically, um, his, his marriage. He didn't want to, he was sitting, I understand. This, we can all understand that. He's caught. He, he fooled around on his wife with an adult, a, a consenting adult. Okay. I'm not, I don't care, whatever. What goes on in his fucking marriage, whatever. That's between him and his wife and his girlfriend. I don't give a shit. We shouldn't give a shit. Who cares? But the Republicans had him. They knew that he was a womanizer, and they knew that was his Achilles heel. And in fact, his womanizing was notorious and went back to him during his, his uh, stint as the governor of Arkansas. They, everybody knew. But there was a time in American history, as we know as well, that other presidents, there was a gentleman's agreement among the press and the presidents how they were all cheating on their wives. Who didn't have a girlfriend? JFK had a girlfriend. FDR had a girlfriend. He couldn't even walk. I don't know. I don't have a girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> I wish I had a girlfriend. No, no. I just, I love myself. I don't, I don't need anybody to make me. Wait, hold on. Not that I wouldn't want somebody. I'm just saying I don't need somebody to make me. Come here. Tara Jr. I got Tara Jr. Jr. here. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I got him. So, anyway. But, you know, I'm not saying. that's what, that, The reason I'm saying that, I just don't want to uh, g- give off this impression that I'm like, oh. You know what I mean? I'm fine. I'm fine, everybody. Be cool. Be cool. But anyway, he... He lied about a blowjob. Of course, they they were asking him about an extramarital affair, and he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to. I don't know. He didn't want to destroy his marriage, I guess. And it happened. What? What the hell? It happens all the time. Of course. So, but the Republicans, because they hate America, and their agenda ultimately is to destroy this country, they don't give a shit. They needed something, something to impeach them. They found it, and they wrapped it, as they always do, their bullshit around the veneer of legitimacy by chanting, rule of law, rule of law. Yeah, he lied under oath. Uh, That's how they got him. He committed perjury. Well, I guess when you're in that position, you know that you slept with somebody else or whatever you had a sexual encounter with an, with someone who isn't your spouse and the republicans are rapacious ghouls who don't you know and, and hypocrites they're disgusting hypocrites because who even as they were attacking bill clinton for his extramarital activities they were they were um actively cheating on their own wives these fuckers like Newt Gingrich, his wife who was laying in a, on her deathbed from cancer. That's how. That's what a nice man Newt Gingrich is. What an upstanding citizen. What an upstanding piece of shit he is. His wife had cancer, right? Newt Gingrich. Let me find this. And while she's laying in her cancer bed, the lovely Newt Gingrich has an affair. Let's see. Newt Gingrich, yeah, here we go. Newt and Gink and Callista's affair was common knowledge on the hill. Oh God, Newt Gingrich's affair with future third wife Callista B Bisak, whatever, whatever her fucking name is, at the time an aide to the representative. I mean, I, it's they're so they're so slimy and scummy. The hypocrisy is the beating heart of the filthy, disgusting, fascist Republican Party. It's, it's all, it, it's not just the Republican, you know what I mean? It's that this is a human thing. There are some people who are disgusting, and right now in our country and in American history, they're all congregated in the Republican Party. They all, that's their big tent. The Republican big tent includes fascists, racists, homophobes, hypocrites, uh, scum-sucking con men, dictator-envying con men. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they, it's a rogues gallery of uh, the worst human beings on the planet. That's their big tent. No morals, no scruples, no ability to, to look themselves in the eye. They're a, a bunch of fucking greed-centered ghouls, ghosts of the Gilded Age, who project their manias outwards, who, will, who would 
drag this country down, who burn it to the fucking ground, as they say on Game of Thrones, if they could be king of the ashes. That's who they are. The hypocrisy is beyond measure. How do they do it? I don't understand. I don't get it because, because human beings have shame. They feel shame for a reason. Mother Nature in, in, uh, emboldened us. They gave us this quality to feel shame because we're supposed to feel shame. We're supposed to not be hypocrites. We're supposed to say, oh, you know what? That's not right when we do something like that, when we're fucked up, when we point the finger at somebody for doing the same exact thing that we're currently doing. That's why we have these feelings. Otherwise, it wouldn't matter. That's why I believe, I 100% thoroughly believe in publicly shaming these, these scumbags, but they don't feel shame. I guess they're, they have their priorities. They'll, some people, you know, when you, like, for instance, when you're in, like, when I was in basic training in the military, I kept saying to myself, it's only temporary, it's only temporary, you know, it's, it's not easy, but you'll, you could, you uh, endure, it's hard to believe sometimes what you can endure when you have a goal, right, and I guess to them, the hypocrisy is just something, I don't know if they even endure it. Do they endure it? They, they don't seem to suffer from it. Their ultimate goal, it doesn't matter, uh, on, on the list of things that they value, obviously, greedy, greed and, and power is at the top because everything else seems to go by the wayside, not, uh, not morals, not vows. What are they talking about? The, Newt Gingrich took a vow, not an oath, like all these motherfuckers in the impeachment. They all took an oath to be impartial jurors. My ass. And they have no, they have no shame. So I think, hey, keep publicly shaming them. Maybe they'll find their, sh their shame. Let's help them out. But Newt, this is from Rolling Stone, and uh, here's a, where is it, what year? It's an older article, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> from Tim Dickinson. Newt Gingrich's affair with his future third wife, Callista, whatever the hell her name is, at the time, an aide in the office of Representative Steve Gunderson of Wisconsin, was in full bloom on the eve of the Republican Revolution that propelled Gingrich, Gingrich to become speaker in 1994. I mean, and then Gingrich, who the hell is Gingrich? Obviously, this Callista bitch, she knows his wife is, is, is in the hospital fighting cancer. And look at Gingrich. It's not like he's some hot, you know, uh, irresistible, hot male model type. He's disgusting. Uh, oh well, what, what can I? What do I know? When two worms' eyes meet and they say, "You like greed and power too, just like me." The former colleague's statement shed new light. Oh wait, it was fairly common knowledge on the Hill. A former colleague of Callista's in Gunderson's office tells Rolling Stone, certainly in Republican circles, it was widely known about. The former colleague's comments shed new light 
on the out-in-the-open nature of the Gingrich affair, years before Gingrich would petition his second wife for an open marriage. That's what it was. In 1999, Marianne Gingrich, Newt's ex-wife, says he wanted an open marriage. That's, that's who they are. I mean, they want it all. They, they have no... I mean, what the fuck? Who wants to have an open marriage with him? Ugh. Newt. Could you imagine Newt, naked, climbing on top of you? Ugh. Talk about... Ugh. My God. President, this is from 2012. Marianne Gingrich says he wanted an open marriage. Presidential candidate, ugh, Newt Gingrich. Could you imagine? They really, they, they put him as a potential president. I mean, come on, Newt fucking Gingrich. In 1999, asked his second wife for an open marriage or a divorce. At the same time, he was giving speeches around the country on family and religious values. His former wife, Marianne, said on Thursday. In an interview with the Washington Post, Marianne Gingrich said her former husband called her on May 10, 1999, as she was having dinner with her 84-year-old mother and said, I want a divorce. Is there anybody else there? Marianne Gingrich recalled, sa- recalled saying he was quiet. Within two seconds, when he, immediately, when he didn't answer, immediately, I knew. So, of course, he's sitting there with fucking Callista. I want a divorce. Two days later, Newt Gingrich gave a speech at the conference titled The Demise of American Culture, sponsored by the Republican Women's Leader Forum in Erie, Pennsylvania. Gingrich extolled the virtues of the Founding Fathers and criticized liberal politicians for supporting tax increases, which he said hurt families and children. Like open marriage, not like open marriages. In the speech, which was televised on C-SPAN, he spoke of God and families and values. Of course, these fuckers. Please, my God, please, if there is a God, please let me live long enough to see the fucking demise of these mother effers, of these hypocritical monsters. They're not humans. I mean, maybe they're all too human. There's levels to human, but I don't know. They don't have any shame. There's a, there's a problem there. You know, when people can't feel empathy, that's a sickness. We call that uh, soci- sociopathy or psycho. They're psychopaths, right? What do you say when they have absolutely no shame? I guess it's along that spectrum. We have these feelings for a reason, because we're supposed to, we, we're supposed to live together. We're supposed to care about each other. We are supposed to be interdependent. We're in this together. That's why Mother Nature put these, these needs in us to connect with each other, to be together. That's why it's the worst torture to put someone in, in isolation. They go crazy. When children, when babies aren't held, they don't thrive. They die. They, they, they lose their minds. This is because we're an interdependent species. We need each other. That's why Republicans are bullshit. Their entire ideology is based in bullshit. 
saying altruism is evil. This is what they think. They worship an Ayn Rand asshole, a bitch who, who sucked, who couldn't write her way out of a goddamn paper bag, and then everything that she stood for, she's a hypocrite too. At the end of her life, of, of her useless life, she, when her filthy four-pack-a-day smoking habit caught up to her, she ended up on, what, Social Security and Medicare after spending her entire life vilifying those programs as being uh, parasitic, saying altruism is evil. She actually said that. And this is who Republicans turn to. They require their, their dumb assholes who are unfortunate enough to have to work for them to read Ayn Rand. I mean, really? That's how you have a shitty country. That's how you destroy your country. You, th- you turn it into a, uh, an exercise in, in complete selfishness and greed. It's a constant search for the, for the superior moral justification for selfishness. That's the Republican Party, for real. That was Justice Louis Brandeis who said that. Where am I? Let me see. I'm looking for you guys again. All right. We got a lot of people in the chat room. That's good. I think we got some new people in there, too. Where is Francis Jr. Jr.? Oh, (laughs) he's right there. Look how cute he is. We got Francis over there. And look at Tara Jr. Jr. right there. (laughs) I wish you could see him more when when we're doing the show. I need a different kind of camera so you can see. Yes. They want to see you, little one. He's such a living doll. All right, where were we? I was talking about the filthy, disgusting Republicans and the hypocrisy. Yes, yes, of course. So let's see. Two days later, yes, we. this is what we said. Mary, uh, Newt gave a speech at the, at the conference, blah, blah, blah. So where we, where we spoke about God, family, and values. When a li- This is a quote. When a liberal talks about values... Will he or she actually like us to teach American history? Gingrich told the women's group, Will they actually like young people to learn that George Washington was an ethical man? A man of standards? A man who earned the right to be father of his country? These fuckers, they, they need a smack. They, and they also need to be removed from power. These people, horrible, horrible. Human beings, wastes of human DNA. They should be in therapy, getting help for their sickness of greed, selfishness, rapacious hypocrisy. That's got to be a sickness. How do you look at yourself? You got to really hate yourself. But I guess they're sociopaths, so you know. Because I, I was just trying to put myself in their shoes. But when I put myself in their shoes, I, I'm putting myself there and I have feelings and standards and and I have empathy and ethics and I'm not a hypocritical uh, person who could get I mean who could live a life like that who could point fingers at somebody and say oh they're they're doing bad while doing the same thing that I'm doing in secret I couldn't do it I know myself I couldn't live with myself that's that's 
the reason we have shame. We don't, we're not supposed to behave like this. And that's why this country is fucked and this world is spinning towards the eventual demise. Of, I mean, I, the earth was going to be fine. We will be, we'll be shaken off. That's what will happen. The Mother Earth will shake us off like fleas and go keep on spinning without us. But that will happen if we're not careful. And it is happening. Slowly but surely. I, I live in New York where, I mean, it's crazy. We have some cold days, but it's, we haven't had a single snowstorm at all. That's pretty unusual. On some level, I'm not complaining, of course, because I worry about the little cats, the little feral cats, the community cats that live. And if, obviously, there's no snow, I don't have to worry about digging them out. But... It's also at what price, right? At the price of an inhabitable planet. I won't be around. We're all finite beings, but think about your grandkids. Their grandkids. What kind of world are we leaving them? And what do you think they're going to say about this time? Are they going to look back and be like, wow, they really made America great. That was really great of Mitch McConnell. To be a the giant hypocrite, the, who, to be a grave digger, to be the grave digger of American democracy. Good on him. Oh, my God, I'm looking at the time. <clears throat> this happened last week. The time just flies. It really does. And on Saturdays, I have to stick to the two hours. Mamma mia. Let me see here. We still only have Jim in the super chat lane, but thank you, Jim, for uh, always being the one to uh, and spur everybody on. But I don't want—I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but I'm just saying because a lot of you are also patrons. So please become a patron, and uh, if you're not a super chatter, and maybe you want to be a patron and a super chatter. That's all I'm saying. Because if you're a patron of the show, it's not just this show. You're also a patron of RDT Daily, which is part of the liberal media. It's a liberal website. And we also have a Facebook page that has 150,000 followers. Wouldn't that be great if uh, we had 150,000 patrons? Then we wouldn't. That, that would be that. We would have a daily show. But, all right. I'm, I'm contemplating whether I am going to take a break or just plow through it. Let's just go through it. Fuck it. Right? This is what happened last time. Sometimes I take a break, but there's so much going on. Do you guys want a break? Somebody say, the first person who answers will say, who says yes break or no break. What do you think? Do you need a break? Or should I just keep going? Anybody? Mm. Break? No break. Okay, we got no break. That'll be fine. The first person said it, and I have to follow. Tamara, thank you. We will have no break. Oh, my God. Someone's outside beeping. All right, yeah, well, who needs a break? There's no break in fascism. That's for sure. It's just a one level of constant demise going in one direction. So, 
Did that make any sense? No. Anyway, I'm now let me find where the hell I was. I was reading about Newt Gingrich. I'm trying to find this. I think this is hilarious. Because I was trying to find the... Oh, here it is. The Star Report. Because Gingrich... Wait. Oh, my God. No, no. Well, not Gingrich. Star Report. Where the hell is it? Mm, yes, here we go. I just have to read some excerpts from it. This is how sick these fuckers are. Wait, and it's also Kavanaugh, you know, that great Christian frat boy rapist, the sexual predator. He apparently encouraged, that was his advice. Because Kavanaugh is not a, he's not a judge. He never tried a case. He's, he's obviously he went to law school and all that, but... They put him on the Supreme Court to ensure the death of democracy. It's all part of it. This is why they put their judges all over. They're fanning out across the country um, into the body politic, infesting the body politic with their fascism. So it's part of how they're destroying this country. They hate America. And make no mistake, all, all the while that they are destroying democracy, they will be masturbating into a flag publicly, waving the flag, putting flag emojis all over the place, saying USA, 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 but having absolutely no understanding what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot, what it means to leave no one behind, what it means to live in a nation of laws, a constitutionally limited democratic republic. They have no idea because they don't give a shit. That's, it's in the way. The Constitution is in the way of their absolute power and greed. So anyway, here's uh, an article. Well, it's just uh, someone's blog that they, they pieced out some of the best parts, well, the salacious parts, which is a lot of it. That's who Kavanaugh is. He, he actually advised them, this good Christian frat boy, to make the Star Report as, um, as salacious as possible. And why? Why would they need to do that? Why not just say the president had sex with Monica Lewinsky. No, they couldn't just do that as they had to make it like it was a letter to Penthouse. So let's see. November 15th. Here's excerpts from the Star Report concerning seven sexual encounters. I don't know if we're going to go through all seven, but Miss Lewinsky testified that Wednesday, November 15th, 1995, the second day of the government shutdown, marked the beginning of her sexual relationship with the president. That's it. That's all they had to say to prove their point, right? To get, okay, they had fucking sex. They began a sexual relationship on November 15, 1995. That's it. That's all you need. We can, we can use our imaginations. Okay. No, not for, not for Ken Starr. He needed a, he needed, you know, he's, because he's got a little, just like a little gnat, like me, 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 me. You know what I'm doing. He's uh, pleasuring himself. Of course. 
mean? Like a little fucking disgusting, ugh. Like a, like a, like a, I don't know. Not even like a teenage boy. I don't know. I want, it's an insult to teenage boys. These people are vile. Okay. On that date, she entered the White House at 1.30 p.m., left sometime thereafter, and re-entered at 5.07 p.m., and then departed at 12.18. The president was in the Oval Office, and let me see. According to Ms. Lewinsky, she and the president made eye contact when he came into the West Wing to see Ms. Panetta and the Deputy Chief of Staff, Harold Ix, or Ickes, I can't remember how, Howard, whatever. Then, again, later at the informal birthday party for Jennifer Palmieri, special assistant to this chief of staff. At one point, Miss Lewinsky and the president talked alone in the chief's office. In the course of flirting with him, she raised her jacket in the back and showed him straps of her thong underwear, which extended above her pants. En route to the restroom at about 8 p.m., she passed George Stephanopoulos' office. The president was alone inside and beckoned her to enter. She told him that she had a crush on him. He laughed and asked if she would like to see his private office. The, through a connecting door in Miss Steph, Mr. Stephanopoulos' office, they went through and the pres, into the president's private dining room toward the study. Miss Lewinsky said, We talked briefly, and sort of acknowledged that it had been chemistry and that we were both attracted to each other. And then he asked if he can kiss me. Unlike Kavanaugh, who doesn't ask, who just pounces and tries to rape you. Miss Lewinsky said yes. In the windowless hallway adjacent to the study, they kissed. Before returning to her desk, Miss Lewinsky wrote down her name and telephone number for the president. At about 10 p.m., she was alone in the chief of ha staff's office. It gets better, okay? And asked if she knew... Let's see, where am I? Mr. Stephanopoulos, in a few minutes... And oh, wait, he invited her to rendezvous again in a few minutes, and she agreed. They met in Stephanopoulos' office and went again to the area's private study. This time, the lights were off. She and the president kissed. She unbuttoned her jacket. She unhooked her bra. He lifted up her bra. He touched her breast. I mean, could you fucking believe this shit? This is a legal document of impeachment against the president. These fucking children. Why do you need this? This detail. He put his hand down my pants and stimulated me manual. manual. This is not safe for children. Well, the president talk, talked on the phone to a member of Congress. He finished the call. At that moment, he told Mr. Ms. Lewinsky to stop. I told him I wanted to complete it, and he said he needed to wait until he trusted me. Both before and after the sexual... I mean, it goes on and on. Here's some... A few minutes later, she returned to the Oval Office with pizza. This is another day. Miss Curry opened the door and said... Sir, the girl's here with the pizza. He told me to come in, and Miss Curry went back to her office, and we went back into the study area again. Several witnesses confirmed that Miss Lewinsky delivered pizza to the president that night. Miss Lewinsky's bare breasts. The president touched 
Well, I put that in the wrong side. The president touched Miss Lewinsky's breasts with his hands and mouth. At some point, Ms. Curry approached the door leading to the hallway, which was ajar, and said that the president had a phone call. Miss Lewinsky recalled that the caller was a member of Congress. He unzipped his pants and exposed himself. Miss Lewinsky performed oral sex. It's so fucked up. This is in the fucking document, the star report. Why? Why? What is the point of it? These sick Republicans. That's how much they hate this country because they need to devalue this country. They need to denigrate it. They need to drag it into the sewer with them because they know they're fucking sewer rats. And they want us all to be dragged into their sewer rat mania. And I don't want to insult sewer rats. Because sewer rats would not behave like Republicans. And I have the study to prove it. And I will show you right now. Rats. In. I think I might have brought this up before. Let me see. Other rats. There's a study. That sewer rats will forsake a treat to save another rat. So, um, studies shown that rats will lend distressed companions a helping paw, says Peggy Mason, a neurobiologist at the University of Chicago, who was uh, involved in the work. It's, um, let's see. Mason and colleagues showed that if a rat is trapped in a narrow plastic tube, its its unrestrained cage mate will work on the latch until it figures out how to spring the trap. So a new study by researchers at the Kwanzai Gurken, I don't know, Gurken, Gurken, Gayu, what is it? How do you pronounce it? G-A-K-U-I-N, University in Japan. Uh, puts those doubts to rest. For their test of altru- altruistic behavior, they... Okay, let's get to the bottom of it. The, the rodents... Uh, the put, they put the rodents to the ultimate test, pitting chocolate against altruism. In this experiment, rats on the dry platform had to choose between two doors, one that allowed their s- soaked companion to escape from the pool that it was drowning in, and another that provided access to a tasty chocolate treat. The rodents chose to help their companions. Let's see. Showing that the urge to help a fellow rat was at least as strong as their desire for food. See what I'm saying? To call a a Republican a rat is to honor them. They're not rats. They're not good enough to be rats because rats will not leave their fellow rat behind. A rat, given the choice between a treat and saving the life of another rat, they will save the life of their fellow rat every time. Unlike Republicans, who will leave you on the battlefield, metaphorically and literally, they will leave you behind every time. Behind in sickness, in poverty, in ignorance. In fact, they want your ignorance. They cultivate it. Even if it causes you great pain and anxiety. They want you to be ignorant and, and at their mercy. These fuckers. And which brings me to the next article that we were going to discuss. While 
the corporate media goes on and on about polls. They're bad. They're as bad as Ken Starr with the with about the polls. Every goddamn poll. Thank you, Haiku. <laughs> he feels guilty because I said something about the uh, about the chat. Haiku is a uh, he. Not only is the moderator, he is also a patron. So, and so is Jim, by the way. Anyway, guys, you it helps. Your support helps. Your being here helps. So, anyway, um, I don't know if you saw. So, the Republicans have their just like. Yes, the stickers are cool. Thank you, Haiku. I like them. They're cute. So the Republicans, the promises of of Twitler, we know. We always knew that Twitler was full of shit. He's a con man. He's all throughout his campaign. He ran as a liberal. We know that. A, a racist liberal, given his audience. That's what he was. But he ran as a progressive, regardless of what he says. He ran, everybody's going to have great health care. All of it. It's going to be great. It's going to be free. And we're going to insure everybody. I'm, I'm all about the forgotten man and woman. The forgotten worker. I will leave no one behind. Don't, no one. My fellow Republicans all say they want to touch social, they want to touch, they want to touch themselves and social security. And... I won't cut Social Security and Medicare. I will protect it. But, of course, because they're, they're disgusting, America-hating oligarchs, uh, dictator-envying ghouls, they, they, they have fucked Social Security. And it's a major... According to the New York Times, the, the New York Times frames it as a major shift in Medicaid... States will be able to cap a portion of spending for the safety net program, a change likely to diminish the number of people receiving health benefits in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a, of a coronavirus crisis, in the middle of an opioid epidemic, in the country with millions of Americans who have zero health care, these fascists, Coming for your health care. Coming for Medicare. Not, they're not, they don't give a shit. This is what I'm saying. They want you to die. They don't care about the American people. They care about themselves and entrenching power into the hands of the few. And they are destroying democracy. So, the, well, I keep dropping things the Trump administration said on Thursday that it would allow states to cap Medicaid spending for many poor adults, a major shift along, uh, long sought by conservatives that gives states the option of reducing health benefits for millions who gain coverage through the program under the Affordable Care Act. Seema Verma, the administrator of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, said states that sought the arrangement, an approach often referred to as block grants, another disgusting Republican idea that that is bullshit. Everything Republicans touch dies. Remember that. You know that book that Rick Wilson wrote, Everything That Trump Touches Dies? It's not just Trump. It's the Republicans. Everything they touch turns to shit. They are not fit. This is the thesis of my show every week. Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. 
if you want a shithole nation run by theocrats and autocrats, that's not a democracy, that kills people that, uh, indiscriminately, it's a survival of the fittest for everybody else but them because they're unfit. But they'll be fine. They, they got their health care. They're in the catbird seats of power. They don't care. But this is your good Christian over here. That's Mike Pence. Now, he was in a diner. I'm going to play this video that I think you might have seen. Oh, I hit the wrong button there. That's the... Where the heck is it? There's me. Where is it? Okay, so uh, you might have seen it. Mike Pence was in a diner, and he was confronted by a doctor who will... He sees the aftermath of the Republican policies. We all have to live. In the, in the aftermath of the Republican policies, that's where we're we're in uh, we're on the wrong side of Reaganomics. We living on the wrong side of trickle down. So Pence, who's full of shit, he's as Christian as uh, as the 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 uh, the Christ killers who nailed Jesus to the cross. That's who he is. That's Mike Pence. If Jesus came back, he'd crucify him again. He's the conservatives that Jesus warned us about. The hypocrites that, they, that Jesus warned us about, supposedly. That's the other thing. Let me just say, before I play this video, if you were watching the impeachment trial, the fucking sham, uh, every day, well, I, was, I, I was incensed. And another reason I'm, I get depressed, because what, why are they opening each day with a prayer to Jesus. You know, that's part of the Republican destruction of this country. The conservative construction, the destruction of this country, really. It's because I guess there are some Democrats who have to pretend to be all uh, cool with that. Oh, they love Jesus, too. They want more Jesus in government, too. But this government was founded as the antidote to the entrenched authority uh, of the aristocracy and intertwined with the, with, the, with the church that kept people down. Isn't, this the, isn't that the story of Western civilization? Keeping people in their place, helping the rich rule and the church, keeping them from rising up against their betters. You'll be fine in heaven. You'll have your mansion in heaven. God put the king in, in, his, in his earthly throne because that's the way it's meant to be. You don't rise up against your better. They used to say that rebellion was a sin, not just against the king. Rebellion was a sin against God. You were sinning against the natural order of things. Don't. Don't be fooled. It's where it's going. This is where we're going. They're bringing it back. So just like when Bush v. Gore, when the Supreme Court said, no, you don't have to count those votes. And those who were awake and aware were like, this is the end of democracy. This is the end of this country. And it's only going to get worse. We're slipping into fascism. It's over. Just like those people, I'm telling you right now, this bullshit, this fucking religious asshole, this pantomime of this faux religiosity infesting our government 
is a problem. Take your Jesus into the closet and pray like your Jesus instructed you to do. But um, it's, we're not supposed to be praying in government to Jesus. But they're undoing, they're undermining every, every stop, stop gap, not just for democracy. I mean, it's all, it, this is where it's going. It's going to an intergenerational aristocracy again. What do you think? Have uh, undoing the estate tax, undoing uh, allowing a fucking autocrat to get away with using taxpayer money to strong arm a foreign uh, leader in the midst of a war to dig up dirt or whatever on his political rival to use uh, our taxpayer money as his own political slush fund, basically all of these things, and then on top of that having a uh, a, a religious prayer to Jesus in our goddamn Senate, in the, in the government of, by, and for the people, where there should be no religious test for political office. What is this shit? There might be a, a religious test in Tennessee. I guess there is. You got to be a Christian. They're all, all the Christians. They're all rallying together. All the good Christian Lindsey Graham, good Christian Mitch McConnell, good Christian Elaine Chow, the goddamn spy. All of them big, big Christians, right? They all love Christians. I just mentioned Elaine Chow because she's Mitch McConnell's wife. That fucker's got a wife, too. Jesus Christ. Now I'm praying. <sighs> But what the hell? I was like, are you serious? What is this shit? That's the slippery slope. The slippery slope isn't two people with the same peepees forming a legal marriage contract. It's staring us in the face with these fascist Christian autocrats, these dictator-envying con men and greed-centered ghouls, Ghosts of the Gilded Age, forget about it. Not even the Gilded Age, ghosts of times we better left in the dung heap of history. Who, um, standing up there, infesting our government that's a, in, in a nation with 320 million diverse people. We're not all, not all Christian. I mean, Christians are 78% of the population. I know they're so oppressed and put upon, but... There are other people here who don't believe in the Jesus. Who, so when they say, oh, Jesus, what he was saying, oh, Jesus, please bring your wisdom upon the people in this hall. The, Jesus, help your servants do what's right. For, I mean, fuck you. Jesus, on your, in your infinite wisdom, Jesus. I, what, a, what a joke. This is, we should be alarmed. And of course, they will say, oh, you don't like Jesus? You're not, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It has nothing to do with Jesus. But you know what? Even Jesus knew where, where to, to keep his, his Jesus at, out of uh, government. What, uh, give to Caesar? Bring, uh, what is Caesar's? Oh, my God. Even Jesus would have boundaries. This is offensive. What do you think the founding fathers would say? They would be like, they would be appalled. That's not the government that they created. Oh, Jesus. Some guy moaning about Jesus. 
And I, I love the prayer. I wish I had captured it. Oh, Jesus, in your infinite wisdom, will you bring the people in this hall together? Let them work together. It's like, that's a prayer? You're just basically saying to them, I hope you uh, guys can work together. It's your own agenda in there. Oh, Jesus, please don't let Mitch McConnell and his wife shit all over the Constitution. Jesus, please let's make make it that those who receive the most votes actually get to rule in your Jesus' government and... Jesus, get your hypocrites out of here. Let them strike those hypocritical monsters dead. They're worse than sewer rats. Even a sewer rat knows that you help somebody. You don't leave them behind, even though you have a fucking piece of chocolate. You open the door. You bring your your fellow rat out of the water. Not these, these mother effers, though. These fake Jesus assholes. These disgusting uh, wastes of human DNA. Oh, anyway, what was I talking about? I can't even believe what I was watching. I was, I was incensed, frankly. But that's what I wish, though, right? That's what's the other thing that is so vile, frankly. If only, now, on the other hand, watching that, it's just hypocrisy. It's more hypocrisy. Because if we were a Christian nation... That they proclaim, oh, Jesus, let them all work together. Please, Jesus, don't let any of the Bernie bros send me a snake emoji in, in, uh, when I'm up in the polls or down in the polls. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Oh, Jesus, please let them be fair and let them not... Cover the ass of a greed-centered con man who received fewer votes. I mean, why does he say that? What? Oh, Jesus, please let the these these hypocritical ghouls let them finally do the right thing and stop acting like lick spittles of a of a disgusting orange baboon who received fewer votes who who has no f- business being anywhere near the halls of power. He has no business anywhere near having control over the public treasury. This disgusting freak of nature who rode racism into the highest executive office despite receiving fewer votes. Oh, Jesus, please um, uh, get rid of this disgusting waste of human DNA who had a fake university and a vitamin scam. Why are they? Please let these... uh, these filthy Republicans, please, Jesus, let them see the light and, and uh, not uh, be afraid, be so afraid of a tweet of a disgusting 72-year-old toddler who received fewer votes, who is a dictator-envying con man who's sucking up to Vladimir Putin on the national stage while democracy is being destroyed, who's, who sucks at business, who couldn't negotiate his way out of a, of a, of a fucking, uh, I'm trying to think, of a, uh, of a beauty pageant dressing room, I don't know, of underage teens that he's trolling and kissing them while, uh, even though they didn't ask him to, at least, at least Bill Clinton asked 
Not these fuckers. They'll uh, just, I just start kissing. I, I gotta get a Tic Tac. I just start kissing. Yeah, I'm sure you're such a great lover too, Trump. Could you imagine? Oh, he must suck in bed. He's a selfish prick. That's the secret, you know, in order to uh, being a good lover. You don't, you can't be all about hey, me, 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 me. Fucker. Could you imagine Trump with his his smaller than average Mario Kart penis? Oh yeah, 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 baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario, uh, what was it? What did she say it looked like? Mario Kart. I don't even know. It's a cartoon. It's Stormy Daniels said Trump's dick looked like Toad from Mario Kart. Yes, that's it. Anyway, I hate them. That's the moral of the story. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is Republicans are monsters who hate America, hate democracy, and they have no business being anywhere near the halls of power because look at what they have done. Look at what they've done to us. They have destroyed. We're not divided because, oh, we're so mean. We, we send, Ber Bernie bros send snake emojis to people. No, we're not divided because of that. We're divided because they have deliberately divided us into the United States of serfs and lords and into that income disparity and upward immobility steps fascism, steps the con man and their grifting crime family. They hate this country. Of course, what do you, if you love this country, are you kissing ass on dictators all over the world? If you love this country, are you calling Kim Jong-un a real smart cookie? Fucking fuckers. These scumbags. That's how, that's how much Republicans hate America. I've been saying it for years. Why do they keep proving me right? I wish I was wrong. I honestly wish I was wrong. That's why I say it sucks to be right. It does. All right, well, let's, here's, here's Mike Pence being confronted by a doctor, somebody who has to live in the, in the repercussions of the Republican policy. We all, we all have to live with it. We all, the roosters, uh, or the, whatever, the chickens come home to roost. <sighs> we all feel the sting of the lash of Republican policies. I only, I wish, this is what I wish. I pray, Jesus, please, Jesus, please, I wish only the Trump and felt the sting of the lash of the policies they unleashed on this poor dying empire. Despite receiving fewer votes, they don't have any business being in power at all. Please, another thing, Jesus, while you're at it, please let me live long enough to see them get what's coming to them. Get what they deserve. They don't deserve power. They don't deserve respect. They deserve our, in, our scorn. They deserve shame. And please, Jesus, let me live long enough to see it. And if you don't let me live long enough to see it, I will have to turn to Satan with my request. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. All right, here's Pence. The filthy, disgusting, fascist squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. 
and a fake, a fake Christian who thinks that gay bashing, that's basically the extent of his Christianity and not touching a vagina, I guess, or calling a vagina his mother. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. Maybe he he has he's he's issue he's got issues and I think it has to do with a closet and 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 cowardice and inability to live an authentic life you know he's that dangerous combination and uh, also the um, hypocrisy of course he, this fake Christian monster this uh, fake uh, you know li- looking up to a con man, looking at Trump, Twitler, the way he looks at Twitler, my God, he looks at Twitler the way Tara Jr. Jr. looks at me, with love, nothing but love, I'm the center of his universe, it's amazing, that's who, that's what Twit, I mean, that's what Pence look at Trump, it's beyond, he doesn't look at his wife like that though, right, you ever notice that, you ever see images of Pence gazing at his wife like that? Just saying. All right, here's Pence being confronted by a doctor who has to live in the in the destruction of Republican policies. It's confronting Pence about the Medicaid block grants that that the filthy fascist Medicare America hating Republicans put in effect, even though they promised not to. They wouldn't touch. He wouldn't touch Medicaid. He wouldn't touch Social Security. But of course, they're they're liars. What what else is new? They need that money. They gotta. They need to steal. They need a an investigation on Joe Biden. They gotta use that money. Somebody needs some payoffs. They need to send Giuliani somewhere. So, here we go. Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Rob Davidson. How you doing? Good to meet you. Thanks. Hi there. I'm Joel. Joel. So I'm. Nice to meet you, Mr. President. I'm an emergency doctor. I'm worried about the plans they talked about last week of maybe cutting Medicare and then the rollout today of cutting Medicaid. I work in a. I work in one of, one of the poorest counties in Michigan and my patients depend on expanded Medicaid. So how is that going to affect my patients? Uh, uh, how's it going to affect your patients? Gee, uh. I wasn't expecting this. Gee, I haven't heard about cutting some med. Of course, here comes the lies. He's gonna. You see, his the wheels turning. What do I say? What do I say? Uh, deep state, Democrat hoax, witch hunt. Um, he had to go through the 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 possible responses, but the guy, the doctor, seems entirely rational and knows what he's fucking talking about. So. Um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, can't go deep state. Can't go liberal hack. What am I going to do? Um, uh, he, he's wrong. He's just wrong. Medicaid, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the head of uh, CMS announced the, uh, the plan to let states file for... He doesn't know... He, 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 I never heard about this. Why would you? You got Medicaid. You got your own. You, you got government health care. You and your mother, you got good government health care for, for life. You saw that. You're fine. But what about Christians? These Christians are supposed to care about the poor, right? Give your money. Follow Jesus. Jesus never said anything about gay bashing as a holy obligation. But that's all they got. 
anyway, here's the, let's continue. So they could get block grants, so that would essentially cut the amount of money going to the states, so that would cut federal Medicaid funding. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, when I was governor of Indiana, we got a waiver from the Obama administration that actually allowed us to expand Medicaid coverage in the states. Right, but now they're but talking they about scaling back the Medicaid expansion that they that we got with the Affordable Care Act, and that six hundred eighty thousand Michiganders, six hundred thousand in Iowa, I mean, a lot of people got help. Okay, we expanded coverage in Indiana. With right, but I'm just talking about the president and your administration right now. Right. What they're doing right. right now, they're cutting those, Medicaid those are waivers for states that didn't take. Expansion no, money, it's right? for people who took expansion money too. Uh -huh. I mean, your administration just announced right. this; they rolled it out today, and it's going to affect millions of people across the country cutting Medicaid. Right. I mean, is that a good idea or well, is that I, a bad I idea? I think you're oversimplifying. Oversim I, mean, I think it comes down to that for the people about? That take I think you're oversimplifying it. Oh, I think you're over. No, you. What the fuck? It's as simple as you're a greedy ghoul, and you bitches every time you get your filthy disgusting hands around the neck of government, your greedy, bony, greed-centered fingers, your, well, Trump's short fingers around the neck of government, you squeeze the life out of anybody. You enrich the rich and empower the powerful, and you kick down on the vulnerable and the politically unconnected because you're cowards. You're, you're disgusting, Jesus-hating, America-hating cowards. And you have no, you're, you're illegitimate on top of it. You've always hated Social Security and Medicare. So every time they get it, they get their, their greedy, bony fingers around the neck of power, they try their same old scams, like block granting, which is just a way of kicking people off of Medicare, of, of giving the state a block grant where they could use it as a slush fund, sort of like how Trump used his charity to pay off porn stars, like a slush fund. And how do you make up the difference? You, you, you don't have to follow the, the government, the, the federal rules about Medicare. You just have the block grant, and you decide to administer it any way that your right-wing fascist state, your greedy state, the, who is are run by a bunch of con men's lick spittles, and they use that money for whatever fucking pet project they want, whether it be paying off porn stars or, or sending Lev Parnas over to Ukraine to intimidate the American, uh, the, the ambassador, or, uh, and then by the time they're through with it, they don't, there's not mo any money for the people who actually want to go to the goddamn doctor or those who don't want to die and meet Jesus as quickly as, as the Republicans want to send them to meet Jesus. <sighs> I think you're oversimplifying it. Really? It's as simple as you're a greedy hypocrite, and you're going to kill people just like you always do when you get power. They don't use power to help people. They're not in it for, for we the people. It's me. Me, the peep, me, the person, me, the only, me, the selfish. I'm the cherry on the top. Everybody else can go eat cake. Let them eat Advil. They want Medicare? Forget it. Let them die. Let them die. That's who Mike Pence is. He, they're all, they're all vile. They have, they are irredeemable. Okay? I'm not kidding. They're irredeemable. There was no 
redeeming quality to any of these Republicans. And for him to not even know. But it's almost like it's really annoying me, too, because I'm watching all day, all goddamn day. I was watching the corporate media. I had it on. And it drives me insane, as we know. But not a mention of this. Nothing. All about the the polls. The polls. Jerking off the polls. Bernie up in the polls. And the Bernie bash. She goes from the Bernie bash, Bernie bash, to the polls. How Bernie's in front. But how can that be? Well, you know, they want, number one thing is we want, uh, Democrats want somebody who will beat Trump. How can that be? Bernie's a socialist. He's not even a Democrat. What what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Let's get a body language expert in here to tell us that Bernie is turtling. And not, not one. They could go all day. It's the same shit. Let's get Steve Kornacki in front of the big board. Well, over here we got a poll, and over there we got a poll, and a poll up. And this one's sliding on a poll, and now I'm licking a poll, and we're going to the polls, and like... What? Meanwhile, they're destroying democracy. They are destroying people's lives on the way to the inevitable end, which will be the dark ages. That's it. You don't have to see the, you don't have to predict the future. Look to the past, the country that they're creating. Look at the policies. They're creating an oligarchy, well, an oligarchy, yes. They're creating a system like the Dark Ages. We've been there before. If, you, you, if you're rich, you get everything. You have the power. You have the money. It's, it's intergenerational. If you're born on third base, thinking you hit a triple, forget it. You're fine. Everybody else, fuck it. Let them die. They're the serfs. They were born to be the grist for the mill. Like Rush Limbaugh said, some people are born to be slaves. That's that's the masses, the huddled masses. They have no power. The government doesn't respond to them. They're, they can't petition their government. They forget about whatever, voting? Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't think they'll be voting at that time. Maybe you'll have a local election. Who knows? I doubt it by the time they're through because that's what they're doing. They're undermining elections, undermining democracy, Until they can finally get rid of it, ultimately. That's the point. And they they have a lot of willing conspirators. Not just in the halls of power, um, with the American people. All the Trump anzies, they're fine. They're fine knowing that Twitler is a con man who received fewer votes. They don't care. But the, when they're done, government will not have it. They'll, that's why they hate government. They always have to undermine government, talk about government is the problem, government. And then you have the DLC Democrats that are in cahoots with that shit. That's bullshit. The era of big government is over. That's Bill Clinton. He had to jump on the Reagan bandwagon and fuck us royally. He had to bring home the fascism. Bring it home. You know, slide that in. Forget third base. He had to slide it on home. And if you have any, if you have any needs, if you fall through the cracks, there will, there will be no social safety net. It's, that's done, booby. It's over. You go to the church. 
Go and pray to Jesus. If you need something, you've, you lost your job. Oh, well, you lost your gig economy job. You're done. Oh, well, go to, maybe go to the church. Maybe there's a, the church will give you some charity. That's the way it is. That's the dark ages. If you go to school, forget about it. School, you get as much education as you can afford, as Romney said. Education is a providence of the rich. Again, why do you need education? You don't need it. I mean, maybe that you need to read, I guess, to read uh, so you can drive your Uber or something. I don't know what you'll be driving at that time. Oh, God. Somebody said that to me today, actually. I picked somebody up. There was a Buddhist meeting I went to this morning with the SGI, and I picked somebody up, and she was like, you're a good driver. Why don't you drive an Uber? I I wanted to fucking smack her. I'm like, why don't I drive an Uber? I guess she has never listened to the show. Not that there's anything wrong with driving Ubers, but I find it to be part of the problem. Yeah, why don't we all drive Ubers in our day off? Let's not have a day off ever. Let's all fucking drive Ubers. There'll be all a whole society of Uber drivers with nobody be getting picked up except the elite. We can all stand outside the gated community. And wait for some bankster's wife to to uh, order an Uber. That's what we all want to do. We we you know you can't have a day off. You got to drive a fucking Uber. Why don't you drive an Uber? What the fuck is this shit? Let's all drive Ubers. Get that. That's what she said. A side hustle because that's in the in the you know you hear that in the memes in the whatever the corporate media commercial get your side hustle on what what the fuck is this shit get your side hustle on can i sleep can i go to bed every now and then can i take a nap maybe i'll just take a nap come over here tara jr he understands me she didn't know i didn't say all of these things to her all i thought was like are you fucking kidding me do you listen to my show i um you're a good driver why don't you get your your side hustle and you could, you should drive an Uber. Yeah, okay. Wonderful. We can all that's all we'll do. We'll, everybody no there'll be no more days off. That's the new normal. You'll go, "Hey, what do you do? I, what's your side hustle?" "Oh, I do DoorDash or I'm a task rabbit or I do whatever, you know, walking dogs or whatever." You can't have a day off. There's no more there would be no more days off, I guess. Right? You have your job, then you have your third, second job, and then you get your side hustle. Forget about it. And you still don't have benefits or retirement security and whatever. That's why you're like, Jesus, oh, Jesus, please let them see the way. Let all these, these millionaires and their Chinese wives and their Chinese spy wives see that uh, they're fucking us royally for good. My God. Anyway, here's the, here's the rest of this. <laughs> How does this happen? This show goes by like a blink. And to me, at least. I don't know about you guys. But, Jesus Christ. Here's the rest of this video. Well, I think it comes down to that for the people I take care of all the time. I mean, people I see in the emergency department that can't get primary care doctors. You know, once they got Medicaid, they could get primary care doctors. They stay out of the ER. They actually work more. They actually contributed to our community more. Now, if you tell those people, oh, sorry, uh -huh. you don't get your health care, I mean, that's going to be a real negative in their lives. 
Oh, negative in their lives. They should just go ask Jesus. Maybe do a side hustle. Yes, it's true, Sin City. Tara Jr. knows when my blood pressure is rising. He's like, I need to go and help my mommy. Yes, you're a good boy. He's very, he is very tuned in to me. He really is. Yes, I know you're good. If you check out what we did when I was governor of Indiana, healthy Indiana, which was the first consumer directed. Yeah. Yeah. Consumer directed. We expanded. Yeah, because that's that's the way he. So Penn says we expanded coverage, used consumer directed health care. They, I don't know the whole story behind this. I should have done that research. But they wiggled their way out of. They got a waiver. They wiggled their way out of the the expansion of Medicare. And the Obama administration allowed them to do this healthy Indiana shit because it was better than nothing. And, of course, he's saying, oh, it a, was a great success. It's consumer-directed health care. What is that? Oh, I want consumer-directed health care. Well, here, I'm sorry, uh, miss, but you're, you have um, a chronic incurable disease and... You'll need medic medical care for the rest of your life. Oh, well, you know what? Let me shop around. Um, maybe over here at New York University Hospital. Um, I got, let's see, I got a chronic and curable disease. Who do I got? Um, uh, do I hear, um, $10,000? Do I have, do I have a buyer? Do I have a taker over here? I'm going to haggle with my different providers for the care. Who wants my chronic incurable disease? Uh, going once, going twice. Can anybody do better than uh, a million? Can anybody do better? No? Oh, shit. You mean um, there is no consumer market for health? It's, so, it's such a ridiculous frame. Consumer-directed health care. Oh, yes, I am a consumer. I have diabetes, and I, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It, your consumer-directed health care is your money or your life, for Christ's sakes. For God's sakes. Consumer-directed health care. But let's do, let's just keep saying that. Just the same way we say the same shit constantly, like Laffer Curve and trickle down and the supply side economics that it's all the the bullshit that's what republicans do wrap their fucking bullshit in the veneer of legitimacy by giving it a name like supply side economics when it's that's just nothing but uh, the the latest excuse for oligarchy for making the rich richer Empowering the powerful, funneling more money up into the top, into people's hands who will never spend it in a thousand lifetimes while the rest of us are sliding into serfdom. Oh, we have such a great economy, though. People can't retire. People can't get, get, they can't get established. They can't shake off their student debt. We have an entire generation of indentured servants. But, yeah, that's what we got. Consumer-directed health care. These fucking people, they need to be put where they belong in the dung 
heap of history. I'm so tired of arguing with them. They're they're cults. They're fucking blockheads. There's no there's no redeeming value to them. There's no point to try and to reason with them. Who like who the hell like Pete Buttigieg say? Oh, I can I can bring Republicans, disaffected Republicans. Good luck with that. Enough with this shit. They're irredeemable. No, the truth is the truth is the truth, no matter how you slice it. So you don't have a little bit of bullshit in your truth. Let's have a little, you know, like Bernie, he's just too far left. He He just wants the things that work. That things that work for all, not just for some. It's like uh, universal healthcare. That seems to work for every other country on earth, but, you know. But we want to have, we'll just have this debate again and again and never-ending amen because of the money in politics. That's the way it is. We'll keep having this debate. It's not even a debate. They'll keep saying the same thing, and you'll, be, you'll keep saying the truth to them, and they'll keep saying consumer-directed health care, consumer-directed health care, Supply side economics. Supply side economics. Polly want a cracker? Polly want a cracker? Bink, bink, bink. You know, until you're fucking, until you're looped out. These people are, they need, they need to be, they need to be where they belong in the dung heap of history. They have no business being in power. They have no business in a modern nation. People took more ownership of their yeah and more more bullshit. Yes, there's nothing mo- you own more than health. You scum sucking sycophant of a con man. They took more ownership of it. How? Because they were robbed. Because you cut them off? You cut their lifelines? You fucking ghoul? Oh, my God. Because you threw them a crumb and said it was a banquet while they died? While American people continue to die and go bankrupt? Oh, you fucking ghouls. I hate them. If the Trump administration, you do want to expand Medicaid, to be great. But the problem is they're contracting Medicaid. He says... I think the Trump administration and you want to expand Medicaid, and that would be great. But the problem is they're contracting it. And then Trump, and then Pence says, it's about improving. I think Medicaid, you know, has a lot of problems. Let's go back into the talking points. A lot of problems. A lot of problems. No, but giving more money and power to the powerful don't, doesn't have any power. It doesn't have any problems. The for-profit health insurance racket, oh, that's got no problems. Medicaid has problems because Republicans inject it with problems. They have no desire to fix it. And then the doctor says, I'm just going to read it because it's hard to hear. It's been a godsend to the patients. I serve in one of the poorest counties in the state of Michigan. Friends of mine who work in the ERs here in Iowa will tell you that Medicaid has been a godsend. It's their lifeline. People with diabetes who can't afford insulin. And then Penn says, I think the argument for state-based innovation and reform 
to be able to the argument. See, it's like, what the fuck are you saying? I think the argument is for state-based innovation and for reform to be able to improve. It's more word salad bullshit that means nothing while people are dying and going bankrupt. These people deserve public shaming. They deserve scorn. They deserve our to to be reviled by the present and reviled by history but they do not deserve power in any way shape or form and they need to be removed quicker rather than later so the doctor concludes reform and innovation in the setting of cuts is equal wait wait reform and innovation in the setting of cuts equals less people with health care i respectfully disagree says the the hater of jesus christ well, I encourage you to make sure that you, we don't cut folks off of Medicaid because they need it, okay? And then Pence says, really? Oh, uh, thanks for your career and your care. Really, truly, fuck off and die. Go meet Jesus. I, I love my mother. I call my wife mother. <laughs> I should, should have said. Guys, it's time for the show to be over. I am sorry. It goes by so fast. I want to thank you all for hanging out. I also want to tell you, God damn it. Anyway, I'm going to be on Leslie Marshall's show on, oh, here we go. I'm going to be on the Leslie Marshall show on, on Monday at 3 o'clock with Brad Bannon. He is filling in for Leslie. He is a pollster strategist and the CEO of Bannon Communications. We're going to be on for, I'm going to be on for about a half hour maybe. Well, probably be 20 minutes with the commercial. So that would be fun. And we'll be promoting the show, of course, so hopefully we'll get some more people to come hang out with us on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm sorry I didn't read the patrons today. The show just went by so quickly. I want to thank you all for being um, the rock of my, my life, frankly, and for keeping the show going. If you can, encourage your friends to listen to the show, become a patron, encourage them to... Um, Support the liberal, the independent liberal media with their patronage and, um, you know, hang out and, and super chat away. Thank you, Richard. I just saw your super chat come in. And, uh, yeah, we're going to, we will be together again. I'm not sure what day, hopefully soon. I really want to make the show a daily show because that's what it requires. You know what I mean? The situation can't be part-time dedication. We have to have a voice for the progressive future that will fix, well, at least try, get money out of politics and, and have a, a government of by and for the people. You guys are amazing. Thank you, Haiku, for everything, including your amazing uh, control of the chat room. I know it's in good hands. So everybody say thank you, Haiku. He's uh, he's an OG terror buster, and we're in this together. I can't do it without you. Please become a patron at patreon.com/terrordevlin. Also, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but whatever. We'll be together again soon. I will try to do a show during the week, of course. I'm not sure when. I can never really say. I try to do more than one show. Maybe we'll do a. There's something happening. Oh, the State of the Union. Maybe we could do a State of the Union watch party. Oh, I don't know if we can handle it, though. I don't know if I can handle it mentally. All right. Listen. Listen, guys. You know the end of the story here. 
as I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. As much as I get down about it, it's true, though. We're on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. Thank you for your support and all your love and your love for my little kitties. It makes me feel really good that you guys enjoy seeing them and hanging out with them. We're in it together. Let's uh, meet back here and as soon as possible. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you very soon.